Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Take the market by... Hey, Molly, I got it done. Come and take a look at it. 
Really? Mm-hmm. You're finished, huh? Yep. You know, McGee, for the first time, I'm excited. How does it work? Oh, I'll demonstrate. You see this little cap here? That's to keep the nozzle clean. Very sanitary. I merely take that off. Get... <coughs> bent a little bit. Ah, that's it. Now, this is the nozzle, see? And all you do is you merely press the nozzle down, like so. There. You see? Oh, <laughs> let me try it. Sure, go ahead. Only easy now. Easy on that nozzle. The valve's kind of hard to control. Like this? Why, <laughs> McGee, it's working. Sure. Let me try it on something. This piece of bread will do. My, oh, it's so pretty. Oh, it's nothing that any red-blooded American boy couldn't invent. Matter use the old gray cells. Brains, you know. What you doing? Tasting the ketchup. Mmm, tastes funny. Oh, well, I haven't got quite finished yet. Probably tastes a little bland on account of I didn't get all the whipped cream out of the... Whipped cream? Yeah, that's what I use for my ketchup gun. One of them whipped cream containers from Kramer's Drugstore. Only I filled it up with ketchup. I see. Well, that explains the sweet, creamy flavor of your ketchup. But where'd you get that strong, rubbery taste in it? Rubbery? Oh, that's on account of the pressurized air. That come out of an old spare tire. shortly. You may smile when you see your youngster making believe in his outer spacesuit. Maybe there isn't much danger of a flying saucer invasion from Mars, but there is a very real danger of an attack by a foreign nation. With today's super planes, a surprise attack could be made on almost any American city. No one can even imagine the cost and death, destruction, and the weakening of our entire national defense system. In spite of scientific progress, there is no magic way to defend ourselves against a sudden attack. Our Air Force Command is always alert to protect us. But it needs a ground observer corps working 24 hours a day throughout the year. A civilian corps of intelligent citizens trained to know one supersonic plane from another. Right now, this ground observer corps needs more than 300,000 volunteers, especially on the East Coast, the West Coast, and the Northern States. You can be proud to sign up for the silver wings of the ground observer corps. Write or phone your nearest civil defense center or write Ground Observer Corps, Air Force, Washington, D.C. Should have had the guy set this thing right where I want it before I let him leave. Heavy. McGee, what was all that planking down here? What is that big ugly tank doing in my kitchen? That's carbon dioxide gas, kiddo. Thankful. Just had it brought from the bottling works. Forty-five bucks. Forty-five dollars? Don't worry, the gas is only five dollars. There's a forty-buck deposit on the bottle. This is the stuff they used to whip up the whipped cream and for ice cream sodas and all stuff like that there in the soda fountains. I'll just hook it up to this ketchup can. It'll have all kinds of pressure. No rubbery taste, too, either. Well, I don't know. You just watch now, kiddo. I hook the valve like this into the nozzle of the tank. Like that. And I just turn this handle here. That is pressure. McGee, you must have wasted $2 worth of gas. And all you did was give me a windblown bob. Oh, I see what I've done wrong. Uh, the peevish counter spans here on the counter instead of the Mikahini. Yeah, that'll catch it. Now watch. Careful now, that thing scares me. Don't you worry, kiddo. <laughs> you see, there's nothing to it. The McGee jet ketchup gun is ready to shoot. Now I'll show you how it works. Keep your fingers crossed, Mom. Don't point that this way. I don't like loaded guns, especially ketchup guns. <laughs> oh, you like this one, Molly. I'm aiming this gun at a million bucks, kiddo. Now watch. Hey, this is 
that fluffy ketchup. Don't it look good? I bet you there's no rubbery taste to this stuff, kiddo. It's the CO2 that does it, the carbon dioxide, you know. Go ahead, taste it. Carbon dioxide, you say? Isn't uh, isn't that the gas that if your car motor's running and the garage is closed, they bring a pull motor and No, they... no, no, no. That's carbon monoxide. This is dinoxide. Two different kinds of oxides. But are they good to eat? Molly, this is the stuff they mix ice cream to make ice cream sodas. But did anybody ever mix it with tomato ketchup? Oh, no, but gee whiz, well, if you're afraid to taste it, well, well, I gotta try it out on somebody. Hey! What is it? By an odd coincidence, here comes a big fat guinea pig across our backyard right now. Come right in, guinea pig. Oh, the door's open, Doc. But, McGee, suppose it isn't good. I mean... He's a doctor, ain't he? Hello, Molly. Hi, Anoise. Hello, Doctor. Well, good afternoon, GP. GP? Yeah, you're a general practitioner, aren't you? <laughs> you get it, Molly? Yeah. You know, Doctor, you're getting to look more like your medical satchel every day. You could put that bag on top of your neck and carry your head in your hand and nobody'd ever notice the difference. Oh, McGee, don't do it. Hey, what's that I smell so spicy, Molly? Not the conversation, that's for sure. That's ketchup, Doc, ketchup. You see this? It's my new invention. Oh? McGee's jet ketchup gun. Going to put an end to trying to shake the stuff out of them old-fashioned bottles. Oh, sure, sure. One little twiddle on this little twigger and you get an even flow of delicious fluffy ketchup. And you invented it? It won't work. Oh, you want to bet? Mm-hmm. Like to make a little gamble? Gamble? Yes. If that stupid-looking contraption works, I'll buy you the best steak dinner in town tonight. Okay, I can't wait to stick you for a two-pound porterhouse. Molly, you got a hamburger left over from lunch? That I have. Right here. And it's still warm. Good. Put it on a bun for the good doctor. Now I'll decorate it. No, no, no fair. Let me try it. How do you operate this bum? Just shake it gently. Now point the nozzle down on the burger, Doc. Uh-huh. I'll press the button. Not too much. Oh, I love you a hamburgers, Molly. You love it so much, stop drowning it in that ketchup. Hey, this seems to work. If this is really ketchup. What you think it is? Strawberry-flavored whipped cream? Go ahead, taste it. I will. Mmm. Mmm, ketchup all right. Is the ketchup all right, Doctor? Oh, but Delicious. Mm. Feeling no pain, eh, Doc? Mmm, it's mighty tasty. You know, Molly, that smells pretty appetizing. How about fixing one up for me, huh? One more hamburger, Doctor? It's ready. No, thanks, Molly. No more for me. You take it, McGee. Oh, 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 not me. I, I've had six. You of had seven, McGee, not counting the three you ate for lunch. Oh, that was Ooh. wonderful, Molly. I better hit the road. <sighs> and by the way, McGee, it's 6.30, dinner time. We had a bet, I believe, and I lost. If I remember correctly, I owe you the best steak dinner in town tonight. Uh, well, that, that's right, George. So where would you like to go? New York Steakhouse? Ooh. Saddle and Sirloin? Or the $4 dinner down at the hotel. Oh, oh, oh Doc, not not tonight. I, I'm so full of beef, my calves are mooing. <laughs> Let's make it some other night, huh? Oh, yes, Doctor. Oh, no, the bet was the best steak dinner in town tonight. I lost, and I'll be happy to buy. But if you can't eat it tonight, that's just too bad. <laughs> oh, you chiseler. You double-crosser. The minute you saw you lost that bet, you tempted me. You egged me on. He hamburgered you on. Yeah, you encouraged me to stuff myself. Just so you could welch out on that bed. <laughs> Not only that, Sonny, but I ate so much myself, I saved the price of my own dinner. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Good night. We'll say good night to Fibber and Molly in a moment. 
More great radio entertainment awaits you tomorrow evening when you set your dial to the NBC radio network. You'll enjoy the Laugh Pack Bob Hope Show as Bob brings you another of his typical topical monologues as well as a special guest star. Then in the musical department, you'll hear Les Brown and his band of renown. When it's time for the Bob Hope Show, it's time for Laugh. So be sure to set your dial to the same station tomorrow night. Then right after Bob's show, listen to Phil Harris and Alice Faye. It's a mirth-quaking 30 minutes of music and situation comedy that will keep the chuckles coming from beginning to end. Phil and Alice have long been favorites of radio listeners from coast to coast. And you'll truly enjoy their programs each Friday evening on the NBC Radio Network. Also on Fridays, you can hear the quarter-hour programs of the ever-popular Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra. Each of these wonderful entertainers brings you 15 minutes of music to keep your feet a-tapping. So be sure to join us here at the NBC spot on your radio dial for both the Dinah Shore Show and songs by Frank Sinatra tomorrow and every Tuesday and Friday evening. Wake up. You're moaning in your sleep. I'm not asleep, Molly. I'm just lying here thinking about that cheating old low-life dog gamble. You mean DP, the yeah. guinea pig you used to test the carbon dioxide in the ketchup on? Without the man knowing, he was risking his life? Hmm. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Doc Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night when Fibber McGee and Molly meet Mr. Miggins, the man from the Kitchen Can Ketchup Canning Kitchen. Will Miggins buy the McGee Jet Ketchup Gun? Will Fibber become a millionaire overnight? Will Molly be draped in diamonds and mink? Will you listen in tomorrow night? This Saturday, hear your road show with Bill Cullen on the NBC Radio Network.